Well, all right, all right, all right. Happy May to you. Happy Monday. If you are watching live, I want to welcome you to another spontaneous monologue uh, with Coach Lois here on Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. I wanted to wish you a happy May, May Day. Um, welcome to May. I know I've celebrated May Day in many different ways. And for those of you who do celebrate, I just want to acknowledge that today is May Day. We're almost halfway through 2023, which is is crazy. Uh, there's been so many shifts. So many people I've talked to have had so much happening around them, within them, for them. And I wanted to come today, um, partially because I do have a, a class tomorrow, uh, Microdosing and Psychedelics 101 class. As you guys know, I've I've had many shifts myself over the past few years. I want to welcome you if you're tuning in. Hey, Sandy. <laughs> Aw, thanks so much. You beat me to the punch. I always want to say comment below, hashtag live, if you're on live, where you're tuning in from, hashtag replay. If you want to play along, feel free. We'd love to recognize you, acknowledge you. If you're here on the live, I do like to give shout outs and thank you so much, Sandy. I love you. Appreciate you tuning in live. So today I wanted to share more about my deep dive ayahuasca and psilocybin results with you. Um, I've been coming out more vocally about this as now that I am a plant medicine woman, I am a microdosing coach and an advocate for plant medicine. And I'm also a big advocate that it is not um, a simple tool. It is not something that is uh, just something that you play with, even though, you know, some people still call sacred plants, they call them drugs. <laughs> you know, they think about it as the 60s and uh, whatever happened with Richard Nixon and that whole thing. Uh, truly, uh, I'm coming from a place of sacred spirituality, um, healing, and, and true, true deep dive work. And so in my classes, I talk about uh, my story as well, but then also what is the best uterus, what are the do's and don'ts, um, kind of the origin story of plant medicine, and what I see in, in the industry um, as, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I've personally experienced it all. And now that I've done so much healing, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it and just have a conversation with y'all about my experience and, and share with you um, kind of what I've learned and the importance of supporting tools. So that's what I'm, I'm going to cover today. I'm going to cover some of my deep dives. I'm going to share some intimate details because I'm ready to share. Uh, this will probably be about 15, 20 minutes, give or take maybe, you know, 25. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see how the spirit leads this one. <laughs> I don't ever come really scripted. I just come from the heart. And uh, especially since I've seen a lot of assumptions and misguided information um, in the industry, but then also just on social media, on different podcasts that I've listened to. And so my story, the why behind plant medicine for me is I turned to it because I was in a really, really deep, dark space, mentally, physically, and spiritually. I felt really disconnected from divine source, creator, again, whatever word works for you is perfect. I was even triggered by a lot of those words. <laughs> I was triggered by the word God. I was 
triggered by the word prayer. I had a deep, deep, deep religion wound. Uh, that's what I discovered through plant medicine. I also had a lot of grief. I had a lot of death and loss in my life since since in utero, but then just a lot of death, a lot of people who died, 12 people to suicide, now total. Um, one of them was a murder-suicide, a really, really sad story, but all of them were very heartbreaking for me. I also lost both of my parents and my brother. I've now also lost my stepmother. You know, so I've, I've experienced a lot of loss ever since I was born. And so that just stacked up layer upon layer, thread upon thread. And the older I got, the more I, I didn't process it. I didn't really fully grieve any of those losses I discovered through plant medicine. I also was struggling in my physical health. I was drinking way too much alcohol and, and I, I, I'm not a, I'm not anti-alcohol at all. Um, in fact, <laughs> I'm hosting a sacred mead ceremony at my house this week. So I'm, I'm, um, I'm not a demonizer, but at the time of starting this journey, I was, I was drinking way too much and using it in unhealthy ways as an escape. And then I judged myself harshly, my inner critic, my mind was on like steroids, critical, judgmental. And how did that manifest? Since if you've never heard my story before, it manifested in I was 30 pounds overweight. I actually never weighed what I weighed at that time. It was like 194. I never even weighed that when I was pregnant, just to give you context. So I was like, whoa, I looked in the mirror and I was all puffy and I started having bags under my eyes. I didn't sleep the greatest. My digestion was starting to go downhill and I had already had a lifetime journey with digestive issues. Let me tell you, I had manifested an autoimmune disease, you know, over a decade ago. So I just was, I was, I was feeling lethargic. And then, of course, I didn't feel like a good mom. I didn't feel like a good wife. My marriage was in, in kind of a, a shambles. And so everything externally in my life appeared to be falling apart from my human perspective. And so when my spiritual mentor had recommended uh, ayahuasca, psilocybin, also known as magic mushrooms, I said, okay. I got nothing to lose at this point because I, I really thought that I was headed for my own potential possible death. I already felt dead inside making tons of money. So my relationship with money, it was, was also uh, kind of weird. My perspective of my own value, my self-worth was at a total all time low. And so I turned to the medicine and, and I will say, I actually thought this thought, and now I see this with so many people, I thought the plant medicine was going to be a quick fix. I had heard of these people who had done these, these deep dive ceremonies or even microdosing. Um, I had read the book, how to, how to change the mind with Michael Pollan. That was the first book I read on plant medicine. Great book, by the way. Now it's also, uh, you know, on Netflix as a video series and all of the things, but I really expected a lot from these journeys that I started in April of 2021, two years ago. And well, I'm here to tell you, it's not a quick fix, um, but I'm here to tell you what I noticed and what I learned and also what I coach people now on to, to do differently, mind, body, and spirit. Because again, plant medicine is not a quick fix. 
you got to have supportive tools to process and integrate the healing. You didn't get there overnight, wherever there is for you. Like for me, binge drinking workaholic who is really, really lost and dazed and confused, having a, a very low self-worth. So you can expect to see massive shifts overnight, even though you might read about famous people, you know, Aaron Rodgers, um, uh, the Jim Belushi, you know, a lot of famous people talk about it but they're not telling you everything behind the scenes. You still have got to, to, to process it and to heal and to release it. We are physical beings, but we also say we are spiritual beings having a physical experience. So if your body was holding on, like mine was to 30 pounds plus overweight, 35 pounds actually, then, you know, how do you release that? The plant medicine isn't going to do it. The plant medicine is only going to open your mind and your heart. And I'll get to the effects that I went through in a second in order to start the healing process. Same thing with microdosing. Microdosing is with the less than 500 milligrams of, of, of some sacred medicine. Um, milliliters, it depends if you have liquid form. I'm not going to go into all of that. That's, that's in my class tomorrow. So if you can attend my class tomorrow, you can learn more about the specifics. But this is more about a, an intellectual and spiritual conversation about my deep dives and what I learned. And hopefully this inspires you. So when I started with microdosing, I actually um, I felt immediate, like 200 milligrams of psilocybin, otherwise known as, as magic mushrooms. I, I felt the immediate impact my body was like, whoa, let's go sit down on the couch. Um, my mind slowed down <laughs> and it was amazing. It was amazing. It connected me deeper with nature. I felt just more internal calm because again, keep in mind, my, my mind was like a monkey mind at this point, two years ago, my body was in human doing mode, go, 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 do, 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 sell, 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 social media, you know, kind of fake it till you make it wearing the mask, just being a robot, as I now call it. And it wasn't healthy for me. Uh, it might work for some people, but it did not look good on me. And so the microdosing helped, but then it was also a little scary because it would start to bring up some emotions, some fears, some anxiety. It would actually you know, bring it up to the surface, which is why I had turned to busyness and drinking and social media was to, to try to not feel that stuff. So again, microdosing, not a quick fix. It's a journey. And because I didn't have a guide, I didn't have anyone coaching me. There was no structure. I just took the medicine and hoped for the best. Again, a great lesson. <laughs> By not having a guide and support, I actually quit microdosing really quickly. And that's why I then turned to the deep dives because I realized my mind and my body were in conflict. My emotions, my unconscious mind, also known as subconscious mind, um, subconscious mind coaches weren't working for me because my body was in such um, disrepair. My mind was so critical. 
So by doing the deep dives, which is heroic dose of the medicines, I was able to quiet this and actually settle into the body and just be allowing the things to come up. So here's, here's what came up for me on deep dives. Okay. So I had a lot of grief release starting out. The medicine was very, very kind. As I would say, I, before plant medicine, I couldn't cry. I was just that numb to life and so much grief that I was able to cry. Oh my gosh. I was able to cry and cry and cry. I was able to connect with really sweet, positive childhood memories. I was able to open my heart. Really the crying allowed me to be vulnerable and have some, some compassion for myself, even though I didn't know that that's what it was at the time. That's what it was to allow my inner child to start to be seen and heard in a loving, safe way in a, in a, in a ceremonial way. Also, I, I never did it on my own. I would never recommend that ever for lots of reasons that I'll go to in the class tomorrow, but just being able to allow myself that space. Now, what I didn't know at the time and what I'm learning and sharing with you is the ceremony is great. You can cry if you even need to scream. There was a woman in my first ceremony that screamed for hours, um, which wasn't a great experience for me, but that's a story for another time. But being able to be in that space and to allow myself that, that downtime was so amazing. However, what I didn't know is when I go back to regular life, you still got to juggle all of the things. You're still going back to old habits. You're still going back to old structures and, and patterns. So that's why I'm so vocal about this because a lot of people, they'll go from ceremony to ceremony, but they're, they're, they're not making the necessary changes in between the healing process. It's like going to a, a seminar or going to church on Sunday and then you go home. <laughs> How are you integrating what you learned from the deep dive into your everyday life? How are you transforming and transmuting and alchemizing the, the negative habits or the negative thought patterns? Hopefully this makes sense. So I wasn't doing that for the first few months. Now, here's the thing. I have no regrets because I did monthly deep dives to go deeper, to help train my body how to cry, how to open up my heart more and more. But I didn't really, I kind of floundered when I went home. I kept repeating a lot of the same patterns. I, I, I kept drinking a lot. I, I kept, you know, working a fair amount, but I, I did slowly change my working habits first because Rome wasn't built in a day. Again, I didn't end up in that space overnight. It was probably about, well, my whole life, but, but at least 10 years of developing those same habits, those autopilot patterns. That's why this is not a quick fix. Okay. There is no quick fix with anything. So as I was peeling back the layers of these childhood memories, a lot of crying, reconnecting with my, my hometown, my, my upbringing, then there were some scary experiences where I literally spent like five or six hours in my head, my ego and my inner critic were like really critical and attacking me through that process that whole time. That was the first thing that really, 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 really scared me. And even though I didn't really have a lot of support to integrate it afterwards, 
it woke me up to realize, oh my gosh, I can't play with these medicines. This is, this is not like a traditional healing process. There's something that it's trying to show me that I need to get more help. And so that was a gift for me to then go and learn about how to better process through the body. There's a saying that one of my, my spiritual teachers has shared with me. I want to share with you to change the mind with the mind is very difficult. A lot of people are obsessed with the mind. They're obsessed with the subconscious mind. And I coach on this stuff, right? I work with people on the, I like to call it the unconscious versus subconscious, but you can't heal the mind through the mind. Affirmations, I'm sorry, they don't really work. They can to a certain extent, but they can only get you so far. You got to heal the mind through the body and embodying the change, the shift, releasing of the trauma. Also connecting with your spiritual self. I didn't have a spiritual practice when I started this journey. Oh boy, do I now because I had to <laughs> go even deeper into my spiritual self to be able to heal the mind. And again, the unconscious mind just as much as the conscious. So even though that was like the scariest, most terrifying deep dive that I had, I was able to realize I got to have help. So I worked with a somatic breathwork therapist, amazing, here in San Diego. I also started doing kundalini yoga, which is it's mind, body, and spirit. So I was able to accomplish more with less. So by adding breath work and also this beautiful kundalini yoga, which includes breath work, includes sound healing, includes mantras, chanting, and connection to God, source, creator, again, divine, whatever, whatever works for you, that started to help me process the medicine so much faster and have longer lasting changes of my negative thought patterns. I had less negative thoughts. Now I was able to release some of that intensity that was going on in my body that would then cause me to reach for things like alcohol or social media to numb the emotional shifts that were happening. And so by properly taking more time off to integrate creating more spaciousness in my life. I've been in the health and fitness industry and I see people popping pills and, and doing detoxes and cleanses and, and then just still having way too much going on in their life to allow the healing to take place. Right. I really, I learned the balance of the masculine, the doing energy and the feminine, the being energy and how to work with them in a beautiful harmony that works for me. So even though the plant medicine helped me cry, release, grieve, open my heart, it was what I did at home the rest of the time to properly heal the body and then the mind would follow. And the more I healed the body, the more the mind would follow. The other thing that I recognized, because I tried a bunch of different medicines, um, 
like white lilies, sassafras, some of these very, um, they're very physically intense medicines and they didn't work as well for me. So I found for me, I prefer psilocybin, ayahuasca. Everybody's going to have their own path. I even uh, did Wachuma San Pedro cactus. And what I found is the, the really, really natural psilocybin, ayahuasca, and even Wachuma, the San Pedro, those helped me go deeper, have more visuals, have more connection to my higher self or God source to have more conversations with past loved ones. I really connected a lot with my mom and my dad who had died, my brother. I, 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 I learned about a lot of our past lives together. <laughs> we communed together on the other side of the veil, um, having beautiful, tearful, so sweet, loving a reconnection with our souls, right? Remembering to remember why we came here together in this lifetime, in these bodies, why we chose this path. I reconnected with my um, friends who committed suicide and people like Prince, Patrick Swayze, Chris Farley, some of my favorite childhood um, idols and icons who died so young. And they even said halo as they cheered me on. They would visit me in many, many journeys and say, hey, we want you to keep healing. You've got this. This is the stuff we didn't heal. So way to go, way to go. I was able to really connect deeply with my my uh, my brother who who died of alcoholism, and I was able to go on a, a childhood journey with him and relive a lot of his painful events and moments of his life. And I had so much compassion. I my shame and judgment and guilt around his path, his journey, his choices were completely removed when I could be in that space, understanding deeper what it was that he was going through. I also got to commune with my ancestors under ayahuasca with the right support, the right group. Um, I won't go into all the details, but I've sat with some really not so great groups some some kind of dangerous experiences. Thankfully, I was safe and I recovered. But then I, I, I'm, I'm really speaking to the groups where I had amazing experiences, mostly. And within one of these ayahuasca groups, I was able to commune with my ancestors and understand why, because we are our ancestors. Oh, by the way, I believe in this time of the age of Aquarius, we're being called by our ancestors. If a lot of bad stuff seems to be happening for you, it's because your ancestors are asking you to cleanse and clear and heal that shit. It's your opportunity. It's your gift. So that was my opportunity. That was my gift to be able to talk to them, develop a relationship with them so that I can actually talk to them not, not under plant medicine. I didn't know how to do it before, right? That was also part of the integration process and working with professionals who understand how to, to create the sacred space, how to commune with ancestors, how to pray, meditate, develop the breathwork practice, the vocalization practice. So being able to have so much compassion and better understanding of my purpose and why I'm here and reconnecting with my truth, all of that happened together with the plant medicine, then the processing after, the integration, the coaching, the support, the mentorship, the breath work, the meditation practice, then I eventually developed so I could better process what was coming to and through me both physically and mentally. 
deepening my depths of my spiritual self, as well as softening more into this feminine masculine balance. Again, the plant medicine was the doorway, the vehicle. It was what happened at home and my daily practice that strengthened and empowered me to lose and keep off the 35 pounds. It was about 194 when I started this. I'm actually now like 157. No dieting. Um, some people have noticed, they're like, Lois, you look so much younger. It's like, yeah, well, the inflammation left me. I've cleansed my liver. Again, no cleansing or detoxing, by the way. This is all plant medicine tools and, and daily rituals. And then as I released the grief, as I released and changed my relationship with alcohol, fear, food. Now I crave vegetables. I crave all this healthy, delicious food, this nourishing food. Food is our medicine. It can be used, however, for emotional eating, <laughs> you know, or, or what becomes our medicine if in excess can become our poison, right? Alcohol is not evil. It's just how we use it. It can become a quote unquote poison, right? Social media Everything in moderation, if it can be okay, but if in used in excess and as an escape, it can, can become a poison. So that's the other thing that I learned through plant medicine is anything that I was overdoing, overcommitting, I was really just out of balance. I personally believe in harmony slash balance. Some people don't like the word balance. I'm a big fan. If you're on a balance beam, you're always kind of having that opportunity to fall off, but then you learn from falling off, right? So I love looking at that feminine, masculine parts of ourselves, of our brain, of our energies that, you know, cross over all the way down to the base of our spine, to our root chakra, to be able to really understand even my chakras and how to cleanse and clear them. The plant medicine, sacred plants reminded me and taught me how to come back to my body, embodying health, embodying vitality, embodying and living my truth. I've also seen my clients who've done this work, who've had massive shifts. I'll talk more about that tomorrow on my class, but being able to go deeper for them and better understand their pain, their suffering, and then to have love and compassion for themselves to then transmute that. One of them, in, in their own words, said it's like a rotor-rooter for the soul. <sighs> a rotor-rooter for the soul. And again, I've, I've sat over 40 times with plant medicine. I've lost count now. Um, I've microdosed for almost a year straight to study the medicine, to, to become a plant medicine woman, to be initiated and trained, really studying and honing my craft to support people. Because I see a lot of people out there misguided with misinformation and going and doing deep dives or even microdosing, and then they're not seeing lasting changes and lasting results. And so that would be my measuring stick for you is if, if you are in the plant medicine space and if you're, you've been in for a while and maybe you keep repeating the same thing over and over again, there, there may be a lack of integration, a lack of processing, a lack of healing through the body because we can't just focus on the mind. 
the mind got you in that place, right? To begin with. And the body is just kind of like, hey, help, help. You know, how do we process this information? How do we let it go? A lot of times it's it's physical through somatic release, through breath work, through dance, through music. And of course, if you if you sit with plant medicine, you know it's also through pooping, peeing, sweating, <laughs> crying, sometimes having, you know, somatic releases is shaking, shivering, all of those kinds of things. So it's a good sign. It's just then how do you hold space for yourself after? How do you process the grief? How do you maybe give more space in your life? How do you then meditate to help process it? Because uh, it's not going to process itself. That's for darn sure. It can actually add more trauma and more pain and suffering to you if you don't process whatever is coming up for you under the plant medicine. So I think I've, I've, I've covered a lot. Um, I, I really wanted to make those introductions to you guys and share a deeper level of what I have had my experiences with the good, the bad and the ugly. And if you want to tune in and ask more, more questions and have more of a education on plant medicine, I am teaching microdosing and psychedelics 101 tomorrow at 1 p.m. So May 2nd, 1 p.m. Pacific time. I'll drop the link in the comments below. It's on the screen right now. If you're watching the live microdosingforhealth.now.site, a good hour, maybe even longer to get your questions answered and to support you on this journey of healing. Because my wish for you is that you live your best health, your best wealth. I completely radically changed my career and my perspective around money and scarcity. Um, I had a big issue with that. I didn't even get to that point. Cause there's like, I could write th probably a thousand books on all the things that plant medicine has taught me that now I'm going to be teaching my clients and working with them and navigating and troubleshooting because there is no straight arrow or J curve to healing. <laughs> there is no predictable numbers, matrices, everybody's unique. Everybody's different. And not every medicine is for everybody. So you got to, you got to discern and learn. What do you feel called to? This isn't a dogma. This isn't a one size fits all. This isn't a whole lot of rules. It's just, it's a very, very, very interesting path that may or may not be for you. I just encourage you, if it is calling you, please, please, please seek guidance. Talk to people, talk to me if I can be of service on my class tomorrow or shoot me an email at lois at loiskofi.com. I'm here to help and inform really more than anything is just to be a resource, an educator, uh, a forethought leader, um, vocalizing my activism, but also my concerns around the use of plant medicine or the misuse. And then the healing the integration, the spaciousness, the healing of the body and, and releasing all that no longer serves you um, is, is, a, is a brave and courageous path. So thank you for tuning in, guys. If you saw value today, please hit the share button. Sharing is caring. If you have questions, again, shoot me an email. And uh, until next time, I have another episode on Friday with my spiritual mentor, Franco Romero. We'll be talking about this update of the state of the world on this uh, lunar eclipse full moon Friday. Should be should be good. Yes, Sandy, I would love to see you there. Um, there will be a recording. It will be in my YouTube channel as well. But I highly encourage for those of you who can to tune in live on my Zoom class tomorrow because it will be 
a great opportunity to ask questions. All right, guys. Until next time, here's to your best health, your best wealth, your best wisdom. Bye-bye for now.